Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. This is Jason Witter, author, illustrator of Tiny East Vampire and Monsters Eating Ice Cream, and you are listening to Aaron's Horror Show. are listening to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com, Aaron Horror Show on Twitter, or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. All right. <laughs> I got I got a unique uh, idea for a podcast tonight. So uh, there, there's been a lot of... Uh, stuff about chat gbt so that's that uh you know ai program that's just doing all sorts of crazy things in fact there's a a chat gbt4 uh <laughs> so what that means is that there is a uh a, a chat uh <laughs> uh like, there's another version out, and it's not open to the general public yet, but it's doing some pretty crazy things. So so this AI, uh, for those of you that are not familiar, like ChatGP, what are you talking about? Is that like a coffee? One of those fancy coffee crap things? No, it's an AI. <laughs> so it's an artificial intelligence uh, where uh, uh, essentially uh, it's really... Uh, good linguistically uh and it can really like like do things that are having people just sort of poop themselves essentially uh so you know if if you would like to poop yourself at the uh uh innovation of technology chat gpt is the way to go uh so you know a good way to think about it is you have you know Years ago, I forget exactly when, when Apple uh, released Siri, right? And and Siri could do things like put a reminder on your calendar, or set a timer, or, you know, look up a, a local restaurant or something like that, right? So Siri was like this, whoa, 
Google search engine on your phone. And, and, and since then, Siri, uh, okay, Google, Alexa has sort of not changed a whole lot, right? Like, sure, there's some features there that weren't there when Siri was first released. And, and so they're, they're, you know, the home AI system really hasn't changed all that much. What makes chat GPT fundamentally different is that uh, it's showing some problem solving ability, right? Uh, you know, Alexa, for example, uh, when you tell it to do something, if it doesn't know uh, what you've told it, it just says, I can't do that, essentially. Uh, Chat GPT uh, essentially can figure things out. So, for example, uh, some of the things that are going on about it is, is so uh, Chat GPT is the first AI to beat the CAPTCHA. So, you know, the, the CAPTCHA thing on on websites that's uh, essentially where you sign into a website and uh it asks if you're a robot and then it says you know tell me uh which uh, picture has traffic lights in it right and you click on all the pictures with traffic lights right like that's very hard for a computer system to beat uh so ai can't quite do it so chat gpt did it and this is version four. Uh, the one, once again, the, the the one that's open to the public right now is version three. Uh, and version four <laughs> essentially beat it by this. They they gave uh, version four some money, and they you know they ha it had a bank account. And what version four did was it hired a human uh, from one of those like freelancing websites. To beat the captcha for it <laughs> right so chat gpt4 basically went to a, a website that hires humans to do things for them and said that i i think and i might have this wrong i don't know but i think the the chat gpt4 said basically like it it can't see very well and it just needs someone to complete a capture for me and i'll pay you for it and the person sort of said lol okay i'll do that and so basically the ai which is a robot slipped through the defense that has been blocking robots right <laughs> by hiring a human to do so which is freaking hilarious when you think about it like a human has been hired by a robot but that's not all it's not the the first <laughs> this is not the last time chat gpt has been hiring humans there's this other uh journalist i, I think he's like a a uh, uh, writer about AI who is a uh, running an experiment right now with Chat GPT four, where he uh, basically gave it a hundred dollars and uh, said, you know, make me as much money as you can with this a hundred dollars. And I think the last I've heard, it's it, it's raised seven thousand dollars in capital, and it's hired other humans to be part of the corporation that it's building and and this is only a couple days into this experiment right <laughs> so there's an experiment where this machine is basically creating its own business and doing very well at doing so and and the human that is sort of tasked to do that is only occasionally asked questions by the 
robot and in sort of a consultant kind of way of like, what should I do? You know? <laughs> uh, and, and the human says, sure, go do that. But it's like literally hired other humans. Like, so it hired like a web designer to make the website for the robot, uh, <laughs> a human web designer and then got an equity deal or something like that. So yeah, it's, it's, completely nuts what's going on in AI. And so it's it's fundamentally different than Siri and Alexa and all that kind of stuff in the sense that chat uh, GBT has displayed problem-solving ability, uh, which is different, right? Like if you can have your personal AI assistant solve problems for you, uh, <laughs> it's going to be... a interesting world like if i literally go to my ai assistant and i say manage my you know robin hood account <laughs> uh make me the most money as, as possible like like that changes things right because you will have robots doing things that humans used to do but at the same point in time if every one of us is doing that, right? So if we all have our robot assistants trying to make us the most amount of money possible, you're going to see lots of weird stuff happen. Like, even more weird than, like, like for example, what happened on Robinhood a while back with uh, GameStop. Uh, so there was this weird investing thing where essentially a bunch of people got together and said, save GameStop by raising its stock prices by buying it. And so basically GameStop stock was worth nothing. And then a bunch of people on the internet got together and bought it and shot it through the roof. Uh, <laughs> and it just went insane. Uh, so much that they had to put a freeze on selling GameStop, which kind of made people upset. Uh, but let me check. I don't know what its stock price is now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it fell back down again. So uh, to give you an idea of what this blip did, the blip brought it up to like a hundred some odd dollars a share. And then it's been falling ever since. Like, like it, it's now $16 a share. I mean, it's still more than it was. Like it was down to like a dollar a share <laughs> in 2020 and now it's a uh, 16 dollars a share so a bunch of people conspiring to uh all buy this dock at once just artificially inflated the price but then it it crashed down to more reasonable levels uh so you know that, that's the thing about you know and it's the same thing with cryptocurrency in the sense that like if you if you if you buy it uh you know it's going to uh do very well if you sell it at the right time but if you don't you're just going to lose all your money because it's going to crash and never go back up to its highest level ever right like bitcoin is a great example bitcoin was worth like 50,000 you know uh or 64,000 I'm looking at right now and now it's worth 27000 So if you had bought it when it was worth $64,000, you have literally lost half your money on <laughs> whatever you spent on it now, right? And it's probably not going to go back up. Uh, just saying that, you know, stuff that's its price 
is valued at whatever people are buying it for means it has no value, right? <laughs> you have to think like, what's its value beyond what people are buying it for, right? Uh, but anyways, so, uh, okay, you're wondering why the heck am I talking about all this kind of stuff? Normally I talk about, you know, movies and TV and all that kind of stuff. I'm 10 minutes in and I haven't got to my point. Uh, my point is I wanted to see if uh, chat, at least chat GPT-3, could write stories, uh, re replace me as an author <laughs> is really what I'm going for. Because, yeah, as soon as AI gets into the writing game, man, it's over for me. Like, <laughs> like I don't sell enough to uh, uh, retire off what I what I make as a writer. And if I'm, you know, and, and this is in the world where I'm competing with like three, four hundred books a month. Uh, <laughs> in my genre in the world where there are millions of books a month oh yeah there's no one gonna find my book it's already hard enough to get noticed as it is uh in in the when ai writes stories it's over so i i kind of want to see uh <laughs> how close ai is to writing stories so i decided to uh to go to chat gpt3 and uh ask it to write me a few short stories so yeah i'm gonna share those with you because i thought they were interesting so my first prompt was, can you write me a funny short science fiction story about time travel? In case you don't know, I have a series of comedy time travel books called Time Burrito. Uh, and the Time Burrito first one happens to be free. Uh, so if you, if you do want to read comedy, science fiction, time travel, you could go to anywhere books are sold digitally and download it for free. Uh, there's three others that you got to pay for. And if you enjoyed the first one, please pay for the other ones. Cause that's my hope is that people who like it will actually buy the, the sequels. Uh, <laughs> but I want to see, yeah, can, can, do I have a contender for comedy science fiction? So I said, can you write me a funny short science fiction story about time travel? And then the chat GPT three said, sure. Here's a short, funny science fiction story about time travel. Once upon a time, in the year 2050, time travel had become a popular form of tourism. People could pay big bucks to travel back in time and witness historical events firsthand. One day, a man named Bob decided to go back to the year of 1899 to witness the invention of the first automobile. He stepped into a, the time machine and pressed the button. As he traveled through time, he felt a strange tingling sensation and the familiar sound of a whoosh as he traveled through the space-time continuum. When Bob arrived in the year 1899, he was excited to see the first car. However, he was surprised that the inventor of the car was none other than his great-great-grandfather, George. Bob couldn't resist the urge to meet his ancestor, so he introduced himself. George was surprised to see someone from the future and invited Bob to watch the car's first test drive. Bob eagerly agreed, but as the car started moving, he noticed something odd. The car wasn't going forward in time, it was going backward. Bob tried to tell George, but he didn't listen. Instead, George was convinced he invented a time machine, and he took Bob on a wild ride through time. They traveled back to the days of the dinosaurs, where they narrowly avoided getting eaten by a T-Rex. They went to the year 10,000 BC, where they met a group of cavemen and taught them how to make fire. He went forward in time to the year 3000, and they saw flying cars and robots. 
Finally, after what seemed like an eternity of time travel, Bob was able to convince George to return to the year 1899. When they arrived, George was disappointed that his time machine had only taken him on a wild ride through history. Bob was grateful for the adventure. Bob stepped back into the time machine and returned to the year 2050. He couldn't help but laugh at the thought of his great-great-grandfather accidentally inventing the time machine. He wondered what other unexpected surprises time travel had in store for him in the future. <laughs> so that was the story. Uh, I I'm, feel I'm pretty safe to say it's not a contender for Time Burrito yet. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, not Not exactly... You know, it felt like me, like it was a good summary of a story. And that might have been also my prompt, right? I, I might have not prompted it with enough information to write something more than just was sort of a generic story, right? So that might have been my fault. Uh, I also kind of wanted to see for my next story if it could write something very serious, right? Like if it can write science fiction that can make you cry. And, well, this one... <laughs> It was more interesting. Now, yeah, once again, it still felt like it was a summary of a story, but it was actually a, a pretty decent storyline. Maybe maybe I'll use it in a future book, but it was interesting. So my next prompt was, write me a heartbreaking science fiction story involving loss. And here's what the bot said. Sure, here's a heartbreaking science fiction story involving loss. In the year 2085, humanity had developed a way to travel through space at faster-than-light speeds. This allowed people to explore and colonize new planets across the galaxy. One such planet was named Nova, and it was home to a thriving human colony. One of the colonists on Nova was a woman named Sarah. She had traveled there with her husband and their young son, Thomas. Together, they had built a new home and a new life on the planet. They were happy and content, but everything changed one day when a terrible virus swept through the colony. Sarah and her family were among the first to get sick. They were quarantined in their home, but despite the best efforts by the colony's doctors, both Sarah's husband and son died from the virus. Sarah was devastated. She had lost the two people she had loved most in the world. In her grief, Sarah had become obsessed with finding a way to bring her family back. She knew that cloning technology existed. She believed that if she could clone her husband and son, she could bring them back to life. She poured all of her energy and resources into the project, ignoring the vice of her friends and colleagues who told her it was impossible. Years went by, but Sarah finally succeeded in creating perfect clones of her husband and son. When she looked into them, she realized that they weren't the same people she had lost. They had the same physical appearance and memories, but they lacked the same spark of life and personality that made her husband and her son who they were. Sarah was devastated once again. She had thought that bringing them back would help her heal, but instead it only deepened her pain. She realized she had been chasing a fantasy, and the true loss she had suffered could never be undone. In the end, Sarah returned to Earth alone, carrying the memories of her husband and her son with her. She had lost everything she had ever cared about but she knew she would always carry a piece of them with her, no matter where she went. Dang! <laughs> that AI is brutal! Poor Sarah! <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, not not bad, actually, for, for an AI. I mean, it's not anything you would pay to read in a short story collection, because it's more, once again, more 
of a summary of a story and 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 it's not necessarily original in the sense that uh you know like there's a black mirror episode exactly about this where someone tries to bring back their loved one in the form of a robot right uh <laughs> so yeah there's there's a uh, stuff that's very similar, but you know, th those were the two that I experimented with, but live or at least pre recorded on this podcast. I wanted to go ahead and do a prompt with you and, and just read you what it says together. So we would be, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and give the AI a prompt and then we'll go ahead and, and hear what it says together. So, uh, let's see. The next one is, uh, right me i'm typing this in as as i record uh a short story what should we do it about maybe let's do a horror story i mean this is Aaron's horror show right about a family that buys a house with strange strange occurring events make the story very creepy and bone chilling Are we ready okay so the prompt is Write me a short story about a family that buys a house with strange occurring events. Make the story very creepy and bone chilling. Eh, good enough. Maybe I could be a little bit more specific than that, but let's see what it brings up. Okay. Sin? Sure. Here's a creepy, bone chilling short story about a family that buys a house with strange occurrences. The Johnson family was excited to move into their new house. It was a beautiful old mansion with a big yard and plenty of space for their family of five, and it's already writing too quickly. I can't even read that fast. So what's happening now is my screen is filling up with a bunch of text, and uh, <laughs> I can't even follow it that quickly. So I'm going to wait for it fit to finish writing the story, and then I'll go back. Okay, well, let's just start from the beginning, because I, I lost my place where, where we were. Okay, so the Johnson family was excited to move into their new house. It was a beautiful old mansion with a big yard and plenty of space for their family of five. They had bought it at a steal of price, but soon realized the reason for the low price was due to the strange occurrences happening. <laughs> Look at you, strange occurrences. Uh, <laughs> I also like the fact that it got a horror movie trope in there of like, why is the house so cheap? <laughs> As soon as they moved in, the family began to experience strange things. The lights flickered on and off. The doors creaked open and shut on their own. Objects moved about without explanation. First, they tried to ignore it, dismissing it, dismissing it as a quirk of the old house. <laughs> but the occurrences became more frequent and intense, and they couldn't ignore it any longer. <laughs> Sorry, I have to stop here because I love how the the objects moved without any explanation and and the family's like well let's let's ignore that oh no it's just an old house you know old houses objects move on their own without explanation <laughs> it happens in old houses you know <laughs> this is why i'm looking things as a comedy writer right like 
Anyways, uh, so one night the family heard footsteps coming from the attic. They were so loud, they sounded like someone was stomping around up there. Mr. Johnson went to investigate, but he found nothing. The footsteps stopped as soon as he reached the attic door. He went back to bed, but he couldn't shake the feeling that something was watching him. The next day, Mr. Johnson was in the kitchen. Or Mrs. Sorry. The next day, Mrs. Johnson was in the kitchen when she heard a voice whisper her name. She turned around, but no one was there. She chalked it up to her imagination, but the feeling of being watched persisted. As the days went on, the occurrences became more sinister. The family began to feel a dark presence in the house. They feared for their safety. They heard whispers, saw shadows moving on their own, and felt cold spots in the air. One night, the family woke up to find the words, Get out! written in blood on their bedroom wall. They knew they had to leave the house immediately. As they packed their things, they heard footsteps coming down the stairs. When they turned around, they saw no one. They ran the house, leaving everything behind. Years later, the Johnson heard the house had been demolished. The land was cursed, and no one would build on it again. They were grateful to be alive, but the memory of their time in the haunted house haunted them for the rest of their lives. All right, so there you go. <laughs> AI uh, short stories. Not worried about it taking my job quite yet, but there's going to be a day <laughs> uh, where, yeah, it's over for humans as far as writing is concerned, you know. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, you could have a writer who is like the next best writer in the world. Like they could write the story that everyone loves that is is really good but i mean man if they're releasing it against a million other novels <laughs> like how would anyone find it right <laughs> like you like like writers who already have an audience they're gonna be okay right i'm not worried about stephen king or something like that because he you know he already has a name that people search for and people know right but i'm talking about like the ones who no one's heard of those are going to be the ones that uh yeah it's over. <laughs> or maybe I'm just a, a pessimist. Maybe maybe it's actually a, a very good thing. I mean, uh, yeah, we'll see. So, uh, you know, yeah. And, and once again, I'm, I'm not opposed to AI. You know, honestly, if, if an AI can problem solve the world's troubles and, and make it a better place for everyone to exist, I'm all for it, right? So, yeah, if we can use AI to solve complex problems that we don't have solutions for as humans then fantastic <laughs> you know what i mean like bring bring it on uh but yeah it will be interesting uh because ai can really reshape the world and as far as how much it reshapes it well i don't know i mean if you suddenly have massive job loss because you have computer programs that can do it more efficient than humans then you know we gotta rethink our whole system right because <laughs> right now our whole system is sort of like oh you have a job you go pay rent and get food and suddenly if there's literally no jobs what do you do <laughs> you know what i mean and then we gotta rethink things right uh you know because I, I i don't think it's right to just say oh well yeah most of the population of earth starves and lives in you know uh lives like homeless people <laughs> like i don't think that's the right answer uh you know if, if there's not enough jobs for the amount of people on the planet right i think we just have to figure it out but i think the ai could 
help us figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, how do we, what do we do? <laughs> we might invent a system that uh, one day we can ask, hey, what do we do? Anyways, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed those AI short stories. Uh, I don't know if I'll be doing them again. Uh, maybe when ChatGBT4 is open to the general public, I'll, I will have ChatGBT4 write some more stories for me and uh, <laughs> I'll read them for you. But yeah, uh, thank you so much for listening and have a good night. Mm -hmm.